Vertical integration. Synergy. Past the briefcase. Attention. Interest. Desire. Action. Strengths and weaknesses. Everyone turn to slide. What's your end game? What do they want that they don't know they want? Dow Jones. Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into your favorite food and beverage brands. I'm Thomas Stern, and I'm joined by my co-host, John Ramsey. We're doing this podcast to prepare us for starting our own food or beverage business one day. How's it going, John? It's going so great, Thomas. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. I feel like it's been like two weeks or something. Yeah, it's been two weeks since our last episode. Um, I've been pretty busy since then, and I've got a lot to ask you. You've that some stuff oh, has happened in your life. Right. So I've got some stuff. To, okay, well, ask away by all means. I'm sure all the listeners are wondering how did the Tesla interview go? You know, I got the final interview, which I think I said on the last record, and the final interview, similar to the first interview, was going, I would say, subpar. Okay. The interviewer was asking these difficult questions like. Explain to us a time where you made a change to your organization that improved the overall performance and like reduced overhead. And, you know, I know I'm sunk. I'm a sunk ship. So yeah. I reach into my bag of tricks. And I know you're not supposed to do that, but I reached in and I said, you know what? I do co-host this podcast. <laughs> and I used it again. I used the Great Samaritan line again. And he goes, you're John from Great Samaritan? No freaking way. So end end of the story. Cut to, I'm a Tesla man. <laughs> wow. I I got the job. I got the job at Tesla. Congratulations. It's I know. It's it thank you, man. That feels great. That feels it feels so good to be employed. That is awesome. How have you have you started yet? No, my start date is the 23rd, so I think the next time we record, it'll actually be probably the day before I start. I start on that Monday. Yeah, that's amazing. You used Great Samaritans to get you the final interview, and then it was a different guy, and then you used Great Samaritans. Played the same card. (laughs) Yeah, we've got pull. And that goes to the listeners, too. If you listen to this podcast... And you're, you know, if you're trying to impress some friends of yours, you can just say like, oh, yeah, I was listening to this podcast. They're like, oh, what one? Oh, this is Great Samaritans. It's going to get you some social coinage. You know, it's going to get you some credit. But I know that you've had a very busy couple of weeks, too. Yes. Uh, My mom went to a wedding out of town. Did she ask if you wanted to go? I was not invited. (laughs) Straight up not invited. Did it sting? Did that sting? You know, a little bit. I thought I'd get the courtesy invite. Not that I would have gone, but yeah, it stung a little bit. I'm sorry, Thomas. It's okay. But because of that, she has two dogs, and I've I've been responsible for the two dogs for the past three days. Nice. But that's been uh, that's been the cause of some mixed emotions. Mixed emotions? Wouldn't dogs only bring joy? It's mostly been joy, but. One of the dogs, Daisy, does this thing where if I haven't seen her in more than three hours, Mm -hmm. she'll have built up a reserve of urine, right? (laughs) She'll come up to me and sort of lurk up to me. And then (laughs) once I touch her, she'll release this 
orgasm face and then release the urine too. It's like the dog is has a sick prank and you're at the tail end. Worse of it, than that, literally. The, the dog gets its rocks off by making me release its urine. Yeah, I, I feel violated actually when she does Absolutely. That. Well, I heard you say rocks, and that made me think of what we're about to talk about today. And so since this is a Thomas guest, Thomas, would you like to do the honors? Of course. Today we have another very special guest. This is my cousin Joanna's great friend and my friend now, Andrew Contreras. Welcome to the show. Hello. Andrew, just to give our listeners a little bit of background on you, how would you say mm-hmm. you know Joanna? Um, I've known her since like the start of COVID and Cascade also. We've been really good friends for pretty much the entire year of COVID. Cascade is Joanna's wife. Thank you. Yeah, I was having dinner at Joanna's a couple weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. um, that's where I met you, Andrew. And we got to talking about Lucas, the candy powder, and we thought we were going to do an episode about that, which I was Mm -hmm. excited about. But we did get a semi-last-minute adjustment and Andrew decided to go with Pop Rocks, which I think is a great call because that's much mm-hmm. more popular of a candy, and mm-hmm. it's just such an interesting topic. Absolutely. It's, it's intersects science and food, if you ask me. Yeah. And we haven't really had that yet. Correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas. Have we had? Oh, Gushers. I would say that's the only thing close. <laughs> well, the shape. The shape of Gushers alone makes it a science. Yeah. So, Andrew, you're... You're nine, right? You're nine years old? Ten, I'm sorry. Okay. Andrew, ten, and Hannah, nine. Hannah picked Sprite. Mm -hmm. Andrew picked Pop Rocks. Mm -hmm. Just in terms of kind of how good your selection of product is, I think those are probably top two. And I think that's interesting. Maybe when you age, you just start to overthink things. Is that what's going on? Absolutely. Before we get started, we're going to do our warm-up, which Andrew, you you don't know about, so I'll explain it. One of us will come up with a brand. The second person will say a problem they have with that brand. Then the third person will say their solution for that problem. Mm -hmm. To give an example, if I were to say glad, you could say their fresheners smell bad. That would be the person two would say that. Then person three would say, you can use for reese instead. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) You... You tell people to use Febreze instead. Perfect. I will volunteer to choose the brand. Okay, I'll find the problem with it. Five, four, three, Fiji water. Easy. You're a, you're a rectangle squ- bottle. I'm trying to put you in circular holes, you know, in uh, uh, cup holders, in backpacks. I feel like... Your shape is so bulky and hard to handle that I'm not going to buy you. To some people, it may taste better and be more practical for them. True. Mm-hmm. That is definitely an option that they have. If they just tasted better, people would be fine drinking Fiji water out of its square package. All right, great. Let's get right into it. Andrew, you chose Pop Rocks. Why don't you tell the listeners why you decided to switch from Lucas candy powder to Pop Rocks? Because I had like only about 
a month ago or two months ago, I had just got into Lucas. But I had go mm-hmm. like most of my life I had be eating pop rocks like a lot. So I thought I would just change to something like I'm more used to, you know? Yes. How does that saying go? One is silver, one is gold. New friends you keep are silver and old friends are gold. Make new friends, but keep the old. Some are silver, some are gold. (laughs) That's it. And Pop Rocks are gold. Thank you, Thomas. (laughs) Two minds are better than one. So you chose Pop Rocks because you have a history with them. Yeah. What is it about Pop Rocks that you originally got you hooked on them and that you still like? That when you put them in your mouth, they like the still effect of it, you know? It's yes. really yeah. creative, so you, and I feel like a lot of people like that, too. Absolutely, and I totally agree. Do you, I have to ask, as like a, I hope it's fair to call you this, Andrew, a veteran of Pop Rocks, do you feel like you get used to the feel of the pop, or is each time, is it fun each time? Yeah, but like if you were to eat it every single day, you know, it wouldn't be fun anymore. Like, you would have to eat it, like, a week, like, once a week or something like that. Have you ever gotten close, Andrew, to eating too many Pop Rocks and being like, I gotta stop? No, not really. I usually only eat, like, two of the, the bags a week when I can, fi- when I can find them and purchase them, you know? Yeah, and how hard are they to find? You can usually find them in like old gas stations or like um, maybe 7-Eleven. Do you just eat it raw? Or I know some of my friends, some of the freaks I used to know <laughs> would put, they would drink it with soda. Is that something that you would do or is that is that a no-no? Actually, I used to do that like wow. when I would first, when I was first getting like into that pop rock. Mm-hmm. I, used, I used to mix it with Sprite. That was actually really good. Wow. And it fizz like crazy, right? Yeah. Wow. Because the popping effect and then the the soda, how, you know, it'd be really weird in your mouth. Totally. Totally. Is that too much? Is that why you stopped it? That's too crazy of an experience? No. I used to do that a lot, like, when I was, like, eight or nine do you feel like you've outgrown it older kids though like older kids they would put a lot of like pop rocks different sour candies in soda so i don't think it's i don't think i've outgrown it yet nice yeah you still got a few years you still got a good few years of doing that thomas what about you you feel like you could still throw some pop rocks in some soda oh yeah i would do it i would run it back i've never done it actually I'm curious. Never Dude. Done it. You yeah. should definitely try it. It's really You should do it, man. Dad like I'm half Hispanic, so like like birthday parties, those like you would there would be sodas, a lot of candy, so kids would always be doing that. Every party, every it'll be cool. I'm kinda judging Thomas for never having <laughs> pop rocks and soda before. I kinda kinda Is... feel the same way. Should we Uh-oh. thank you? Should we should we even continue the podcast or should should oh, we definitely we should continue. Okay, okay we should good. continue the podcast. Okay, cool.
if I were to do the soda, I would put three warheads and two packets of, of Pop Rocks. That's crazy. That's, that's never come to my mind. That's you could hurt yourself, Thomas. Don't do it. You could hurt yourself. I'll be careful. <laughs> so this is a question that I like to ask guests. The, the Lucas that we were going to be talking about today but then changed back to Pop Rocks. So it's clear to me that Pop Rocks have some significance in your life over Lucas. Yeah. Do you know why those Pop Rocks are, like, that's, they hold that special place in your heart, in your mind, in your stomach? Or was it just like, I'll try these out one day, and wow, this is really cool? No, it's kind of because a few years ago, my grandfather had passed away but he like he would have a lot of pop rocks you know mm-hmm. oh so it's kind of one of the reasons oh that's awesome yeah that's really nice andrew i want to get back to one thing you said about finding pop rocks you said you could usually find them at old gas stations or 7-eleven or like like old supermarket no okay. not like like old liquor stores, maybe. Interesting. Why old? Why do you think because they have to be old? If I, if you look into the new stores, you, they really would not have them. I've That's personally. interesting. You know what I think that might be? New stores are trying too hard to be healthy. Yeah. Whereas the old stores who that aren't trying to follow trends just get mm-hmm. what they like and what they think people like. Is that maybe what's going mm-hmm. on? Yep. Probably. Yep, probably. All right, nice. I think I'm ready to move on to the brass tacks. What do you think, John? I'm ready to get tacked. Okay, awesome. The Pop Rock story began in 1956 when General Foods chemist William A. Mitchell was experimenting on creating an instant soft drink. Mm. It didn't work out the way he had hoped when he tasted a bit of it. Mitchell quickly realized that he had stumbled onto something interesting sweet little chunks that would pop when placed inside of your mouth. And this wasn't Mitchell's only banger of an invention while working for General Foods. In 1967, Mitchell patented both Jell-O and Cool Whip for the company. What? Cool. Yeah. Mitchell died of heart failure on July 26th. Before we move on, have you guys ever had stale Pop Rocks? No. I have not. They sort of clump to each other in the bag. Mm. They don't pop as hard. I think you had some Pop Rocks from 1956, Thomas. <laughs> Maybe. The candy was offered to the public in 1976 by General Foods, but they mm. were withdrawn in 1983 because it didn't sell well and it had a short shelf life. What? So at this point, Kraft Foods licensed Pop Rocks to the brand Zeta Especial SA, which is in Barcelona, Spain. They are now the brand's sole owner and manufacturer. Now, the thing that I think of a lot when when I think of Pop Rocks is the urban legend. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. No. One of the most prevalent beliefs associated with Pop Rocks is that the candy is actually dangerous, as in lethally dangerous. Lethally? An urban myth took hold as early as the 1970s, declaring that some child somewhere scarfed several bags of Pop Rocks in combination with soda and died after his stomach swelled with gas and then exploded. Whoa. 
But as Pop Rocks creator William A. Mitchell says, the worst thing the rocks could do is make you burp. It depends how much you put in the soda, actually. Oh. Oh, wow. What do you mean by that? Usually, how I would do it, I would let them, like, pop, kind of, and then, like, chew them. Yeah. But with the soda, you just swallow them. So... I see. Oh, wow. And if you swallow a lot, it can make you, like, I don't know, really... I wonder if you would feel it in your stomach popping. Where I have an issue is you have a... The gas is just going to leave from your mouth. You're going to burp it. Burp. But I don't know. Have you ever Have you ever felt close, Andrew? Have you ever felt like, ooh, I might have had too many Pop Rocks today? No. Okay, so there you go. I think I agree with Mitchell. Well, there was even an episode of Discovery's Mythbusters successfully disproving the claim... And I'm going to play a clip right now from that episode. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've been thinking about this, and uh, I think to imitate a stomach, the pressures of a stomach, that the, the best course is to use a pig's stomach, which is actually uh, uh, physically very close to a human stomach, which can hold about uh, between one and two pints, generally, of liquid. Okay, so one of the things we have to figure out is uh, how are we going to hang this thing? What about, uh, what about mounting it in our skeleton over there? I don't want to show too much else because I okay. want John to do an impression of Heinemann reacting to the fact that the myth is in fact false. Okay, I'm I'm Jamie Heinemann, and this myth is busted. There was just no evidence, no way all these pop rocks could make your stomach explode. Not even a pig's stomach. And so for that. I'm happy to I'm happy to be on this show with you, Adam Savage. I'm really happy to be on this show with you. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you're on too. Was that your Adam That's Savage my Adam impression? Savage, which is just my own voice because I think he has a normal voice. It's pretty normal. Was that a pretty good? Did I do good? Was that, that a was good great. Jamie? Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Okay, good. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> All right, and the last part of the brass tacks, I'm going to go over how Pop Rocks is doing. And this is impressive. From, I have a quote from a report by Market Research Intellect. The global popping candy market is growing at a faster pace with substantial growth rates over the last few years and is estimated that the market will grow significantly in the forecasted period of 2019 to 2026. So this is probably from 2018. So it looks like, you know, we're on pace to keep growing this segment. And Pop Rocks is by far the leader in that market. Of I was going to ask, is there even a competitor? Yeah. So there's a similar product, Cosmic Candy, previously called Space Dust. Sure. Uh, oh, that's also by General Foods. So that doesn't really count. But yeah. in 2012, Cadbury Schweppes in Australia began producing a Whoa. chocolate product named Marvelous Creations Jelly Popping Candy Candy Beanies, which contains popping candy, jelly beans, and beanies, which are candy-covered chocolate. Very interesting. What do you guys think of that? Throwing candy-covered chocolate and jelly beans into the mix, like some sort of twisted trail mix. Yeah, I love the jelly bean. I think as long as you keep the families separate, the families being fruity, gummy, and chocolate. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, you know, maybe that's my flaw, but I think fruit and chocolate do not mix. Me either. 
Thank I you, think, Andrew. Okay, good. I've tried some fruit with chocolate. I mm-hmm. think it was all right, but like cat candy and chocolate, I don't think that's a good combination at all from my perspective. You know what? Maybe that's our angle. So I think Pop Rocks actually has, they have a lot of flavors we've never heard of, but mm-hmm. these aren't at the stores that I'm going to. When I see exactly. them at a store at a 7-Eleven, I just- It's like red, blue, the basics. They've mm-hmm. only got the basics. And add to that, only the cool old stores have these. You can't, uh-huh. sometimes you can't find these at your supermarket or your mm-hmm. new gas station. So I think what we have to do is come up with an angle to get these into more stores, to open more accounts, and to get these plate these accounts ordering the full suite of products. I think I have an avenue. I think we can find out using public records when certain gas stations opened, and the gas stations that opened after you know what's what's the year 2006 2004 one or four one or four exactly 2001 any any gas station that opened up after 2001 we don't talk to them yeah because they're phony too new they're not gonna they're too new they're not even thinking about pop rocks they're not even thinking about the basic flavors let alone the fun flavors that we want to start experimenting with yeah they'll just hear the charlie brown womp 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 <laughs> yep, because they're too old. These, they're. T- you mean they're yeah. too young? Shoot. <laughs> I think they're too young. I think that's it. Okay, okay. Let's go with that. And I think you can take it a step further. Not only if you were, if you haven't existed for long enough, can you not sell pop rocks? You have to have someone on the team who's fifty-five or older that we interact with. We don't want to deal with anyone younger than 55. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> what else? <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ways to quickly just sift out all the 54 and younger people. We play uh, a record. Who's yes. like a classic, classic group from the 50s? Help me out. I need to think of one. Duke Ellington. Nailed it. First try, nailed it. We come in with a boombox into these 7-Elevens. Here's this is where I'm thinking, and somebody <laughs> stop me. Somebody stop me if I'm if I'm making no sense. We come into these 7-Elevens with a boombox that's playing Duke Ellington. It's playing Bing Crosby. It's playing Sinatra. Yes. And yep. if if the clerks are like, turn this off. This is what are you doing? This is a racket. We never yes. come back. We never come back. Yes. To that store. But if the, you know, if the workers start doing a little dance and, you know, wagging their finger around and having a good time, yep. then we know we can approach these people. These are good people. And then maybe even in the back yes. of the boombox, we have some pop rocks that we could give them. It's an idea. Yeah. If they hear the music, then sort of like just relax and sit down maybe and then look into the air and reminisce, then we can approach them. Yeah. We're dealing with the greatest generation, right? Uh-huh. How do we approach these people, Andrew? I would bring Pop Rocks to them and say, these are really good. Kids will like them. You should sell them. These are really good. Kids will like them. You should sell them. It, it's all in those three lines. Yep. And that 
the greatest generation appreciates candor and straightforwardness and honesty. And I think that's what yes. we'd be giving them. It's a verbal connection. You're stepping up to this person and you're talking to them like a human being. Yeah, we're not tweeting at them. We're not TikToking yeah. them. We're not sliding into their DMs. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not airdropping them. No. We're not fortniting them. Maybe giving them a firm handshake. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was going to say, I think the only way that we'll get clarity on this subject is by running the scenario through. I want Andrew and you, Thomas, to come into my convenience store, my 7-Eleven, where I will be a person who's over 55. Okay. And we'll just see, and we'll just see how it goes. Ring, 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 ring. Bye. Hello? I... What? You should just sell these. What? You would make That's... a good profit. What'd you say? <laughs> this here, sir, this is a Pop Rocks candy. Ah. Uh, these are good. Kids will like them. You're not a telemarketer, are you? Oh, no. I'm right here in the flesh. See? Look at Shake my hand. A firm grip. We're just trying to make you a profit. Okay. To, to be honest, I haven't been making much money recently. Well, we think it might be because kids aren't coming in here. These dang kids! I wish they'd come into my store! Oh, okay. I thought that was going in a different direction. No one's coming into my store! Well, you should sell Pop Rocks! Pop Rocks, huh? Okay, I'm listening. A really popular candy, sir. Oh, sir, thank you for being respectful. Why don't you try a handful? Here you a go. A handful? What is this, a penny candy? <laughs> wow. No, Here I go. <laughs> I haven't had any of these since I was 17 years old, after we had to sell my shoebox in the Great Depression. That sounds like a hard time. Mr. What's-your-name? Ellington. Oh, like Duke Ellington. Yes, that's right. Ooh, what a nice groover. Ooh, he could move across a stage. So, I like this scenario. I do think it was a mistake. John here, I'm back. I think it is a mistake to try to have an extended conversation with an old person. That, that could be true. I, I think we were meandering a little bit too long, and I think if we want to be really efficient, we just need to play the music, drop these pop rocks off, and get out. Yes. They're going to try to tell us some stories. Andrew, do you think we should leave the record player with them or just play it really quick, then come back and pick it up? Any song? I think it's a song from the 50s or 60s. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know like nine, I know 90s and 80s. Okay. If that works. Yeah. The national anthem? I think that's older than the 50s. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Everyone knows and likes that song. We come in. We give the three lines. Oh, say can you see? Maybe we play it while we give the pitch. We put the it's record on. It's a patriotic on. angle. Yeah. I like this. You leave a... Because they did have business cards back then. You leave a pop... A, one pouch of Pop Rocks with a paper clip and a business card... I mean, I think this is a bulletproof plan. I I can't find I cannot find a flaw with it. Andrew, how are you feeling? Good. All right, nice. Then let's get right into the email. 
Okay. So we're speaking to a. We're speaking to mostly U.S. Pop Rocks Inc. in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And also, we're speaking to Zeta Especial SA, and they're in Barcelona. Ooh. Barcelona. Thomas, you and I could come up with some of the ideas for the email, and then we could have... And this, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. Andrew, do you know how to speak Spanish? A little bit. Okay. Mm. But I know how to use translator. Perfect. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll come up with the email, then Andrew will plug it into translator, and then see what yeah. comes out. Dear Zeta Especial, we have done some research and found that only old gas stations and li- old liquor stores and old 7-Elevens carry your product in the United States. Nice. Estimado Zera Especial. Hemos investigado un poco y hemos descubierto que solo las entraciones de servicio antiguas y las tiendas de lisores y los viejos 7-Eleven levan su producto en los Estados Unidos. Okay, so we got that down. Nice. So what do we do? Very simple. Colon, bullet number one. Salespeople go into these old establishments, play a 1950s record to set the mood and get their attention, say these three lines and these three lines only. (laughs) Pop rocks are really good. Kids like them. You will sell them. Then leave a pouch of Pop Rocks with a business card of the salesperson paper clipped to it and walk out the door. I got it. How are we going to hire all of these salespeople? Andrew, which group of people do you think would be most willing to walk from 7-Eleven to 7-Eleven selling Pop Rocks? Like a friend group? Yeah, friend group. Yeah, that's perfect. And maybe the more that you sell to 7-Eleven, the more rewards you get. So your friends are incentivized. Which kind of friend groups do you think would sell Pop Rocks the best to 7-Eleven? Do you think, like, the there's the sports kids? Skating. Oh, because they can get around on skateboards. Yes. That's perfect, Andrew. You recruit at skate parks. <laughs> I actually ride a longboard myself. But I don't uh-huh. go to the skate park, so. Okay. Yeah, that's tough on a longboard. So you recruit people at skate parks and wherever longboards are sold. Skate shops. Or you have kind of this patrol they that rides around the city, and then whenever they see a longboarder, they recruit them. Perfect. And I'm fine leaving that in English. I think we leave that in English just so they know we speak English. <laughs> Because maybe they prefer English. Yeah, we're easy. And we can sign off with an image of the Pop Rocks pouch. With our business card on it. With Yeah, with the business card paper clipped to it. Just so, if in case they're visual. In case they don't prefer English or Spanish, they prefer pictures. Right. Wow, we really covered all the bases. I personally would prefer all emails to just be pictures. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me, show me. And Thomas, I'm looking behind you, and I'm seeing that all the books that you have in your house are picture books. <laughs> oh, yeah. A picture's worth a thousand words. So I have way more knowledge and information <laughs> than people who have word books. Oh, what a great way to end the episode. <laughs> Andrew, do you have anything you want to plug or people you want to shout out? My TikTok? If that? Yeah. Drew underscore clips YT on TikTok. Okay. Nice. All, all lowercase. If you don't want to spell clips, it's C-L-X-P-Z. Got it. Well, um, it was lovely having you on, Andrew. Thanks a lot for taking the time. It was great meeting you, Andrew, and it was great talking Pop Rocks with you. It was great. All right. That's going to do it for this time. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. How do you stop it? That was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at Great Samaritans Pod at gmail.com. Feel like being a Great Samaritan yourself? Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye bye. Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your endgame. Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.